I'm Sam and I am an unweaned member of the Infertility Club. I have been trying for a baby now for what feels like forever and I am not yet currently pregnant. This podcast is just me talking through my IVF journey, all of the crap that comes with being infertile and hoping that it gives people that are going through something similar some comfort that they are not alone and helps educate and inform others. During the episodes, I will be talking through where our journey has brought us up to now, what's happening currently and what we have coming up. I will discuss things I have done that have helped keep me sane and that have helped me along the way, the journey itself and some things that I still do, even though I'm pretty sure they do not make any difference at all to either falling pregnant or the success of IVF. I'm just one of many people on this really tough and lonely journey, so I really do hope this helps you or helps others or you at least enjoy it or find it interesting and educational. Disclaimer, I am not a fertility expert or a doctor, so everything I talk through and everything I share is just things that I have found that help me or have worked for me in my journey. So please don't take anything as being factual because a lot of it won't be um, to everyone. So let's get into it. Okay, enjoy the episode, guys. Bye. Happy Sunday or hello. Um, I hope you all have had great weeks and are enjoying the bank holiday weekend. Um, uh, I love this time of year when we could just, we just seem to have so many bank holidays or as I like to call them, three days off work <laughs> in such a short space of time, which is great. And obviously this year we've got the Jubilee as well, which means we get extra day off, which is amazing. Um, so I am currently in my frozen embryo transfer cycle. Um, I've been on medication since the 25th of April, have my down regulation scan on the t- t- Sunday, the 24th. So last Sunday, um, that was good. Um, it showed that down regulation medication had worked. Um, so I'm doing everything I can possible now to try and obviously thicken my lining with acupuncture and all the weird and wonderful things I'm eating and doing and yoga daily and yoga poses and keeping my feet warm and things like that. Um, I've got a scan next week um, to check my lining. So hopefully by then I'll be able to get have a more kind of solid date on when my transfer will be. Obviously, I'll update my Instagram once I know when that is. Um, really, really hope that it's kind of around like between the 14th and the 18th of May. Fingers crossed, but it just depends what my lining's doing. Um, hopefully it'll be good news, but we'll see. Um, so this episode is an exciting one for me, as I said in my previous episode, at the end of my previous episode, um, it's my first interview episode. I'm really excited for you all to hear from Yulia, and I'm so incredibly grateful to her for coming on and sharing her experience um, and her journey with us all. I mentioned at the end of last week's episode, but just a quick intro to Yulia. So Yulia struggled with infertility for 10 years and underwent 11 rounds of IVF. She sadly lost her baby at 22 weeks and suffered two further miscarriages. She will very kindly and bravely um, talk us through her journey and her story um, so you can hear kind of another lady's experience and how it's impacted her life over the years and kind of led her into her current profession. Yulia does now have her little miracle, um, a little boy that she welcomed into this world um, a couple of years ago when she was 40. Um, I did this interview earlier in the week over Zoom, um, so I hope the sound quality is okay. I think it might be a bit crackly and a little bit, um, the Wi-Fi might be a little bit off at the time, so apologies if the sound quality isn't great, Um, but I hope you enjoy this one. Um, I know I certainly did. 
if they're recording. So, Yulia, thank you for coming on and speaking about your journey and giving us information on um, kind of your journey and how it's led you into your career path. Are you able to kind of start from the beginning and go through when you started trying, um, obviously for your family, and then kind of how that then trying get trans trans kind of formed into you having to do IVF, and then obviously that experience along with how that made you want to become a fertility coach. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, so um, my name is Yulia, and uh, um, I've been living in uh, London for about sixteen years. And um, it's funny, but actually today is my um, uh, wedding anniversary. So uh, many years ago, you know, like I met my husband this day. So <laughs> it's, you know, quite a nice, um, uh, no, no, not, not wedding anniversary, our, uh, when we met, you know, like. The, when you met, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and um, he was a widow, he had a daughter. Um, she was uh, 12 at that time so i was 29 he was uh 12 years older so he was not uh, a very young kind of like super young man <laughs> at that time uh but he looked good very good yeah. and um so uh obviously first you know like we didn't really plan any children you know like straight away but i kind of like, got involved with my uh, stepdaughter um uh, very much so i really felt you know like that she obviously lacked um, any kind of like mother role for so many years because her mom died when she was five. And I uh, kind of like straight away, you know, like started acting maybe a bit too early, you know, like as her mom was yeah. like, you know, uh, feeling all the gaps possible. Um, and, um, you know, then at some point with my husband, we decided that we were ready to start um and uh, and it was not happening somehow i was sure that everything you know would happen quickly with me because i never had any problems like no gynecological uh you know or you know any, like no issue no issue with your like, yeah 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 like no issues with your periods or anything like that yeah no, no never never a single problem you know like uh, always had my ovulation everything and obviously then after a few months you know like i became uh this crazy obsessed woman, you know, like who just wanted to get pregnant. I was like, yeah. my ovulation. And my husband was like, oh, oh, you know, like stop it. You know, like we, uh, you know, we still can do it, you know, like let nature, yeah. you know, take its course, et cetera, et cetera. So, and it was not happening. And then um, um, my stepdaughter uh, became a teenager and quite a difficult one, like at, at that moment, you know, like, and we started having like lots of tensions and arguments. And at some point my husband told me, no, I really don't want to have children anymore. So I got very upset and I said, okay, if you don't want to have children, I don't want to be with you. So, and I left for a few months um, because I thought, okay, you know, uh, that's not my story yeah. um, he got me back so and then we uh, decided okay so we had to seriously try now for a baby and yeah. it's how we ended up with our first um, kind of like appointments at the hospital so the problem is that we knew that we were never um, uh, that you know that it was not possible for us to take this NHS route because uh, he had a child so yeah. therefore you know like it could be only private um, we went first, you know, like uh, I was referred uh, to the hospital to try some IUI and I had like three inseminations and it didn't really 
result in any pregnancy. Uh, and then we started getting ready for the first IVF. And uh, I still, I was like pretty sure that everything would like happen, you know, like with me. So no problems. He didn't have like any obvious problems uh, either. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I, you know, I was like, I was quite hopeful, you know, like that for us, it would happen. Um, so did you go into your, did you, I take it you went into your first round of IVF, maybe with like an unexplained infertility diagnosis? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, um, so the first clinic we went to, uh, you know, was recommended by our friends. It was not our kind of choice because I didn't really, you know, go and uh, I, I never visited any other clinics. Just we went to that clinic. Um, it was quite a hard experience. Uh, um, lots of uh, tests and uh, different preparation because I also was diagnosed with high um, uh, NK cells at that time. <laughs> Classic one. <laughs> Yes, and um, the clinic started preparing me for our possible cycle, and then something bad happened in my life. You know, my mom passed away, so I was really um, devastated, and um, it actually, um, I you know, mentally was really really difficult. But I decided not to cancel um, any coming like you know cycles because yeah. I was you know getting ready. For for, for that and also I yeah. thought okay it could kind of like help me to overcome my yeah grief you know like with this loss uh yeah it didn't work the first one didn't work uh but I realized that that clinic was just not my cup of tea so I was not really happy there and I decided I would change the clinic so I, I moved to another clinic and in that clinic I should kind of speed up my story. It's a long story, right? So, no, I had no, 11. It's fine. so when you when you in your first in your first um, your first round, you said it didn't work. Did you transfer an embryo back, or did you just get no embryo? Yes, yes. I had uh, I had uh, I think the outcome was two embryos, and they did a split transfer. So one was transferred on day three, and another one on day five. And obviously, I didn't know anything because I didn't really. At that moment, I didn't understand understand what was happening at yeah. all. You know, like so, I was just like really blindly believed in in, in you know in the medicine. You know, like yeah. they know better what you know they're doing, uh, which uh, now I never advise <laughs> yeah. my clients to to, to do. Um, so with the second uh, uh, try, I uh, uh, at a different hospital, I had to also I think three embryos was the outcome, and two were transferred and it didn't really work but one went into uh freezing so i ended up having a frozen embryo on day six i really didn't hope you know like i i never had any hopes on that embryo thinking okay strange you know like frozen on day six you know like, what is this but uh i think the depression hit me quite strongly at that moment i think you know like two failed cycles plus mom's uh, death you know like really kind of like caught up with me and yeah. I, I, I I was not doing really well and I realized that I had to you know pause a bit you know like and it actually was the best decision because I really managed to rebuild my health my energy um, you know I started doing like lots of like right things you know like as uh, such as like eating well exercising um, yeah. you know, looking after looking yourself after yeah and I went to that transfer, frozen transfer, without hoping that it would work, but it worked. So I got pregnant. That was a perfect pregnancy. So all went well. Uh, like, you know, everyone was sending me on every like uh, scan, like, oh, wow, amazing. It's like in a medical book. Uh, until on uh, 
20 weeks scan it was not that perfect anymore and basically there was a physical abnormality you know like which um that baby had it was devastating when we found out and it was a difficult decision to make if we still had to carry on with with this pregnancy mm. and um, having a handicapped child or we had to terminate so we basically had that decision choice and we had to make that decision which was very difficult decision but we decided to have a medical termination yeah it's tough isn't it like having a having a a late miscarriage like that so like a a loss of a baby that that far along it's hard but having to make that decision yourself is just another level of grief isn't it It's, it's awful yeah, it was awful. And uh, uh, I already experienced a big loss as, you know, like I told you, my mom passed away, but I can tell you that that one was harder. Yeah. yeah. Harder because also, you know, like we, you know, we had to live with the consequences of that choice. And, uh, you know, at some point my husband moved on. Um, so it was quicker for him, you know, like it was much um, slower for me. And also I, uh, I was living in a fear that I would never have any other children. And what also happened, you know, like with me, that not only, you know, like my um, obviously uh, pregnancy was terminated, but also, you know, like they didn't manage to take everything out. So for the next three months, every month, I had another uh, DNC, DNC and DNC. So I lost the baby in August and in September, October, November, you know, like I still had yeah, medical still living it, not being able to move on. So it was really, really difficult. And uh, uh, and you know, like it's it's strange because uh, you you are devastated. You like uh, suffering. You're obviously going through all the stages of your loss and grief. You know, like but then you also want to have get pregnant. You you want to get pregnant again as soon as yeah. possible because you think maybe it will help you to forget all this pain. You know, like you are living like it was yeah. every nightmare. So I was like, okay, back on track. And I was already like 36. I was like, okay, don't have that much time. I need to go back, you know, like to planning. So then I had like a few cycles in this clinic and uh, uh, some of them were successful and I had some losses and uh, some of them were not successful when I didn't have any uh, implantations or at some point I had, I think only one egg taken and I was like thinking that's not right. It's not the the outcome I want to have uh, and also they uh, always uh, stimulate me quite uh, you know with a very high dosage of the medication mm. and I just uh, thought it was not the right thing but by that time I already kind of like knew a thing or two about you know a thing or two so I uh, decided that uh, my way is like mild stimulation IVF and I uh, changed my clinic again so and I went to the third clinic and um, my uh, next uh, cycle uh, and you know I kind of like already like made lots of changes because I changed my uh, like the way I was eating the way I was living you know like so I completely I became like a brand new person you know like already like uh, I became so much stronger because I already went through so many losses so many failures uh, yeah. it's not what I learned before because before I knew if I just you know I was always like you know the best student uh, when I was in, in my school in my university with all my work before you know like I knew if I would make some efforts I would achieve you know like great yeah. results and obviously here it was not the case yeah uh, so I had to yeah. had to make all these changes and then uh, my result with this mild simulation was uh, five eggs which be- which turned into five blasted cysts 
beautiful blastocysts. And I already uh, kind of like, I, I was not ready to experience any other miscarriage. And I decided to go uh, for NGS, yeah, the pre-implantation genetic screening. And yeah. uh, um, the result came back as uh, two normal embryos, two abnormal embryos and one mosaic. So, and in my head, I kind of like here, I have to say that I have some regrets because um, I should have maybe tried and, you know, like did a bit of embryo cycling, but in my head, it was like, okay, two normal embryos, two babies. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which uh, was not the case because then it took me about like one and a half year to get from this cycle with these beautiful embryos to another transfer because um, my lining was just destroyed. It was massacred, you know, like by all this, um, uh, DNCs and uh, all the other interactions because I had some hysteroscopies, I had some laparoscopies, like lots of things. All of that had kind of worn away at your lining. Yes, my lining was not growing uh, neither with um, uh, estrogen uh, in different forms because we tried yeah. it all uh, naturally or, you know, so I, I tried all possible techniques, massages, uh, each time I was um, going to my clinic and telling them what I just, you know, tried again, they were like, you know, it was always between like shock and love, you know, like they were like thinking that that woman was probably like completely crazy, which I was, you know, like because yeah. I had that goal and I had to basically get what I needed. And, uh, uh, but somehow then I managed to get to my first uh, normal embryo transfer and I got pregnant, but then it was chemical pregnancy. And here I couldn't really believe it. I was like, seriously, uh, I was already, you know, it, it was a normal embryo. Yeah. It's already what it happened. I really couldn't believe that uh, I had to suffer even more. Yeah. And uh, you just transfer, you say you had two normal embryos, so you transferred, yeah, transferred one back. One. Yeah, one. yeah, I transferred only one. Okay. And um, it, 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 yeah it ended as a chemical pregnancy which was very sad but i decided okay i'm not gonna stop i'm gonna uh, make some improvements more improvements yeah. if needed and i uh, will you know be back for my next transfer and uh, next transfer ended up you know like in uh, another pregnancy and um, uh, it was a difficult very difficult pregnancy because at six weeks when it was just my um, uh, arranged scan, you know, like day yeah. at the clinic, I started having like a massive bleeding, uh, like red bleeding. And to be honest yeah. here, I just like lost it. I thought, okay, that was the end. And since, you know, like it was already my 10th cycle, yeah. I thought, I just, I just can't do it. You know, like it's the um, end of my story. Because yeah. another miscarriage, I just can't survive. And I uh, was crying in the taxi, talking to my sister, telling her, you know what? That's the end for me. I'm losing another baby. I just can't take it anymore. I got to the clinic and uh, they saw the heartbeat and saw the heart heartbeat. And they told me it's probably um, like a hematome. Uh, yeah. So don't, don't, don't worry too much. It will go away. It went away when I was 20 weeks pregnant. Um, did you... Did you bleed all the, because you had that and it didn't go away until you were 20 weeks? Did you bleed yeah. all the way through? Yeah. Oh God, that must have been so worrying. That was worrying. I mean, honestly, I, and then at um, 17 weeks, I was uh, stitched. It was, my cervix was stitched because, you know, like I have so many um, 
uh kind of an opening of my cervix because yeah. of the procedures so they unfortunately it was an emergency stitched instead of uh, emergency stitch instead of uh, preventive stitch uh, therefore yeah. i spent all the remaining weeks like literally at home in bed without you know like moving much yeah. i i didn't leave uh, the the house uh, uh, i just only had like medical appointments that's it so yeah. that was my pregnancy oh. <laughs> but no regrets you know like now no, no regrets so this is i take it this is the pregnancy that ended in your little boy, and my right? son yeah, yeah my son who is uh, almost three and uh it's uh you know it's 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 he's like an amazing uh kid uh, every day i look i look at him and i think if you know if you ask me again can i mean in order to get him you need to survive all this will you do it again yes yes i can't and yes, you know, like I will go through all this again, you know, like uh, to get my son. But what else, you know, like came out of this uh, very difficult journey is my uh, new kind of a career, because uh, uh, I was never very private about all the difficulties we were experiencing with, yeah. uh, you know, uh, with in, in this fertility, fertility thing. And um, uh, I have lots of people you know coming you know like to me friends of friends you know like asking all the questions and at some point my husband was saying listen i mean um maybe it's enough maybe you should start charging maybe you uh, yeah. should become a fertility coach and then i decided okay it's true i have to become a fertility coach because uh, i need to learn my lessons i am I learned so much you know like that now i definitely can help others to you know achieve their go you know much faster so yeah that's what i've been doing for a few years and i'm very happy because i can see the results of my work every day today for example i received a beautiful message it's a miracle baby because uh, a client of mine was given only two percent chance of um, having a baby either naturally or through ivf so just two percent yeah. chance uh actually two clinic two private clinics rejected her they said okay you know like we're not going to take you I, I i never heard about it that uh, any private oh. clinic would reject a client in oh. the UK. never that's how bad it was and she got pregnant naturally and today she sent me this beautiful message because the baby was born yesterday and you oh. know it's just like, each time i receive these messages i just cry like literally cry but yeah. not because you know i'm sad but because i'm like so happy you know like for for them and it you know it makes me um, feel that all the suffering was not uh, worthless you know like that it was yeah. for something yeah I think I think it does I think like everything you've been through it I mean your journey it's horrific like it really is like it, it's so, such a long process and to go through I'm on my third round of IVF and I couldn't imagine 10 like that's just absolutely crazy and like to have then experience I had that. 11 I had 11 I had 11 spun with my mosaic embryo I kind of like oh, didn't yeah. try so because it was mosaic and you know like with mosaic you have lots of uncertainty usually yeah you know? but I was kind of like given a green light to go and try it but it, it didn't really work you know like for oh, me it, yeah. Yeah. but then I decided okay no other medical treatments for me that's it and oh. I I dream of uh, another baby I would like to give a sibling to my son but uh, yeah. just can't step can't put yourself through it no well you've been through so much like it's it's just it's a hell of a journey but like you said you've managed to turn it around into something that like is really positive and like every day like you say like you look at your son every day and you know that those 10 years of kind of heart it was fully worth it and if you had to do it again to get him again you would I and I guess you help you're helping other women 
do exactly that. And like, like you said, every every day, every week, every month, you get a message saying, oh, I'm pregnant or like it yeah, works. Or like, almost every day I, I, yeah. I get these messages. And honestly, it's the just it's 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 the best feeling ever. And also yeah. it's kind of like because I lived uh, through so much, you know, like experienced obviously infertility, all these IVF treatments, different treatments. I uh, experienced losses, different losses, and yeah. kind of like makes me um, very understanding, you know, like with what um, my, my client are going through because I, you know, okay, I, my, my son, I was not, uh, I didn't use any donor eggs or um, my, my next step was that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I was actually seriously considering it, you know, like, and also yeah. uh, my, uh, I was also thinking about the surrogacy, like very, very seriously, because my lining yeah. was just not, uh, you know, like growing. And actually it was only six millimeters, you know, like when they transferred and I still got pregnant with my son. So it was just oh. very, very thin, you know, lining, but it yeah. worked. But he worked. Yeah. He's, he held on for dear life. Bless him. Yeah. He, he's a miracle baby as well. Yeah. For yeah. me. Is. I've heard a few I've heard a few people who've had like naturally thin linings because they've been in like pre like pre-menopause or like before before 40 and they've had um and they've had like a thin lining but they've their babies are still held on and they've had their babies now and that's really really lovely that's a really lovely thing I, I, I believe I I just like believe that uh, nothing happens without you know God's will because it's it's not just medical you know like yeah what's happening you know like when we go through all these uh, you know IVF cycles it's much more than that and I, I've seen just so many times how sometimes against all the odds you know like really things work out and um, you know babies are there you know and sometimes everything is perfect and nothing happens you know like it, yeah. it, you can't really guarantee you know like here you really need to uh, still cope and still believe yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm sure people listening to this will, um, I mean, be amazed by your story for one, because I know I am. It's just mental. And it really helps me, I think, listening to other people's stories, especially when there's kind of like a, a success at the end of it, because it kind of makes you, because sometimes you, I, I sit there and think, Jesus, why, how am I still going? Why am I still going? Like, when would I stop kind of thing but I guess hearing kind of your success and the fact that you've got your little boy now and you do it all over again just makes everything you just it kind of makes it worthwhile and speaking to you and like kind of gives me hope and gives me like a renowned energy to be like right I'll get my line into where it needs to be I'll have a successful transfer I'll have a baby like it gives you kind of that like you know like what what you're what you're wanting to do through your career I guess is give people hope and give them every possible chance and every bit of advice that you can do to help them yeah, yeah yeah but you know I, I i first of all you know with you i have no doubts that uh, things will work out and you will have your baby for sure i i, I can guarantee that it will uh it will work uh and as uh, you know like for me um apart from the just uh, you know my practical experience you know like i uh went much further than that you know like i decided to get as much possible uh, like so much of different education you know like i yeah had uh, already psychological education and then I just went and spe specialized in the prenatal um, psychology so basically it's psychology which looks into um, you know um, a mother before pregnancy during the pregnancy and after the pregnancy so you know all range of like 
obviously feelings yeah. and uh, fertility co coaching, uh, uh, reproductive nutrition and etc. etc. So like lots of things, you know, like to uh, really try and help, you know, like women, couples as much as yeah. possible. So yeah, I think it's amazing. I mean, I've, I've always had like an interest in psychology because I think it's fascinating how the human brain works anyway. But like you say, to, to, to kind of like nail down the specifics of a, of a woman pre, during and after um, pregnancy or conceiving or infertility, it's just, God, I, can't, I imagine it's an absolute minefield because the emotions that someone goes through, like it's it's constant, isn't it? It's just every month is like when you're trying to conceive naturally and you don't get you don't get pregnant every month even though you're not physically losing something you it's still that grief of something that you you want every month and you're not getting um so for i think sure, for sure. and I, I i think every woman who goes through uh infertility and uh, uh who goes through some losses um, um you know needs to get uh some psychological help or um, like coaching help because it definitely helps to prepare to go through your pregnancy and then you know like not to be a crazy like like extra anxious parent yeah you know like when you lift so much i mean maybe you will be the most loving parent because obviously you wanted this baby so much but yeah love comes with some worry and you know, yeah exactly that you don't want to be like like you said like you don't you don't want to be forever taking your kid to the doctors because you think there's something wrong with them when there probably isn't so like you said it's that as well i guess um in, in terms of your clients so um if they if, if people were listening to this and they want to get in contact with you um what kind of do you offer like what kind of packages do you offer how do they get in contact with you how can basically how can the listeners of this podcast uh, so i have my uh, instagram on my website um I work online mostly. Um, I mean, this fertility coaching is slightly different from um, just psychological help because obviously, you know, like uh, all my clients are not hooked on like weekly appointments. So, right. so that you don't need to be my client for many, many, many months, you know, like yeah. so sometimes it depends, you know, like uh, sometimes needs just like what, someone needs just one session just to boost, you know, like, and find the right direction, or maybe uh, just if, you know, like, uh, someone needs to make the, the right decision, you know, like, sometimes it, it you know, it, it requires, requ requires certain help. Uh, for some other clients, you know, like, um, maybe more help is needed. Uh, so when you need to change, change some habits, uh reduce the level of anxiety you know like maybe you know like find some other problems because um for example in the uk or like in lots of uh, european countries no one looks into uh psychological factors of infertility yeah really we talk about here uh we talk about anxieties we talk about some extra stress we talk about um fears but we don't really talk about other kind of inner um you know moments which sometimes uh uh are worth looking into so uh, yeah and I stuff that's not just physical so not just your diet and your food and your exercise yeah. yeah. so like, like which uh, which just more than this so that's why you know like i have like different um uh, it, it was in my interest to get all this different education to be able to look at the problem um you know kind of like more like wilder yeah yeah wider yeah yeah like you know different parts of the puzzles you know like and to uh see the clearly you know like uh, you know what help you need so that's what i do 
Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, awesome. Well, what I'll do is on the podcast description, I'll put your um, if you just once we finish, we can you can give me your email address and um your I've obviously got your Instagram anyway, so I can pop those details onto the podcast and onto my Instagram as well. So if people want to contact you, they can do. Thank awesome. you. Well, in just terms of the, the podcast, though, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's I mean, I know you said you've, you're quite open and you always have been. And I'm very similar and I love to meet people that are just as open as me because I feel like the conversation is so interesting to kind of learn about different kind of how, how different people's journeys have gone. Um, but, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your journey. I'm sure it will help other people just like it has me. Thank you. Thank you for inviting. And, yeah, I, I, I always support everyone who talks about you know, infertility publicly because uh, it's so important. It's so important for those who can't do it, but they read, you know, like it makes them feel uh, yeah. less alone, uh, less isolated. And, um, you know, it's, it's just like, it's important. So you're doing a great thing talking about your journey. I wish I could have started doing it, you know, like long time. Yeah, ago. sooner, yeah. Sooner. Thank you. I don't know about you guys but I found her story kind of inspirational and um, absolutely fascinating um, I just I can't I mean she's so brave for coming on and speaking about it and speaking about it so openly and so confidently um, I really do um, think that she's she's been through so much and the fact that she's been able to turn that around into something positive and um, to be able to share her experience with other people going through fertility struggles and IVF um, and she kind of um, she kind of said to me that she I can't remember if, if this part was on the recording but she said that she kind of gets text messages daily from her clients saying that she's they found out they're pregnant or like either naturally or their transfers have worked um, and she said just today she had um, she had a um, well the day that we did the interview on Wednesday she said that she had a message from her friend or her, one of her clients um, with a with a picture of her beautiful baby boy um, I think she did quite a lot of rounds of IVF and got told that she wouldn't be able to have a baby and um, they she sent um, yeah she got a picture of like the baby the, a couple of days after they were born and she said it just makes her smile every day and like it makes her well up and, and teary and like just joys tears of joy and happiness um so yeah i, th I hope you guys enjoyed that interview or that, that that podcast session as much as i did um i found it really really fascinating talking to Yulia, and it was really lovely to hear um kind of how positive she still is and the fact that even after everything she went through um that she's got her little boy now and she got her happily ever after and that she said that she would do it all over again if it meant having him do you know what i mean so it kind of gives me hope and hopefully gives other people hope that are going through fertility struggles and ivf and also struggling to conceive and um and, and hopefully it gives you hope that that there, there can be happy endings and hopefully everyone gets the happy ending um that they're, they're hoping for because everyone deserves to, to be a mum and everyone deserves to to be a dad and, and to have a baby if they want one and to have a family if they want one um yuli also gave me some really great tips for transfer um i won't share the one here because obviously she's a fertility coach so if you do want to head um over to her instagram um then do so um 
I'll put her Instagram in the podcast um, session. But if you search on Instagram, Yulia Fertility Coach, I think it's Fertility Coaching for you. Um, you'll find her. She said she can. She kind of does one-on-one sessions um, and like just one-off sessions with clients for like transfer prep. Um, but she can also help with like natural conception and things like that. She's got quite a lot of experience, given that she went through eleven rounds of IVF in the end and quite a few transfers. Um, and some of the stuff that she told me to do, I was already doing. Some of it I'd not really heard of and hadn't really tried to do, which were really easy to do and not hard to incorporate. So I'm definitely going to do that, particularly kind of around the day of transfer and, and the days after. So I'll definitely be doing some of that. So yes, head over to her Instagram, give her a follow. Um, but also, um, if, if you do want some advice, then obviously reach out to her and I'm sure she, she can arrange something for you um, in terms of a session. Um, that she can set up with with you and and hopefully it helps so this was the last episode in the series um i know it was a short one and um short and sweet season however now you are fully up to date on where we are um with our journey so in season two will hopefully be all about transfer and pregnancy so fingers crossed um, it won't be like a Netflix series where you have to wait years for, for the next <laughs> for the next season. It will literally probably be in a couple of months' time once we know what's happening with our transfer and, and, and things like that. Um, and um, I've also have I have do have an interview with another um, fellow warrior next week. So what I probably will do is maybe put that out as a bonus session for you to listen to, like a bonus episode. Um, so that'll probably come out at some point next week. Also, if you have listened to this episode and you do want to tell your story um, or come on and speak about your journey with me to help kind of comfort and inform others, um, then please do reach out to me. My Instagram is at infertility underscore and underscore me underscore 2022. Um, You can also email me at samantha.infertilityandme at gmail.com. And just if you feel like I said, if you do want to tell your story, just message me and we can arrange it for um, over the next couple of months. and I can I can pop you pop, pop your episode into season two. So thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. I hope you will have a lovely weekend and enjoy the the uh, Bank of Maybank holiday. Thanks for listening. Bye.